the culture and impact it in a way, especially for women, to show that, yo, like, don't get it twisted. You know, you can't separate us as, as other than or treat it as less than. Like, I, I know I'm one of the best to ever do this. You know, I work too hard to not gain that respect, and I, I know what I'm gifted with. So that's, that's what I want my legacy to be, impact, especially for women in hip-hop, if anything. Um, the record with J. Cole, um, you know, you got uh, North Carolina on that, the Carolinas on that. Yep. You now have a, a new little brother album that just dropped, which is incredible. Uh, the Baby's on Fire. Right. Dreamville just... YBN Corday. YBN Corday, right? Yeah. Um, wait, is Corday from the Carolinas it's from too? from Raleigh, North Carolina. Kinda, okay, okay. we you know he claims DMV, but it's cool. We'll let you live. Nah, he claimed Raleigh. Really? Yes, he uh -oh. does. Really, Raleigh? Yes, he does. Uh -oh. I don't know. Why being? That. Come on and set. Come on oh, and, no. and set the record oh, straight. No, we kind of anyway. Where well, I was going was somewhere positive, <laughs> which is just about Carolinas and right. the Carolinas putting on North Carolina specifically. Yeah. Um, how are things feeling in it North feel, Carolina? It feels good. You can feel it bubbling. You can see like people are really starting to take notice that you know. People thought because, you know, we weren't a huge city like L.A. or New York or Houston that, you know, oh, what they going to talk about being country? Like, nah, we got some spitters. Like, we situated in the Middle East Coast. It, it feels like we the mecca, the melting pot the so much. The yeah, mix. like, you know, when, when, the, when the runners drug dealers was hitting 95, they had to drop the music off. And the same from Atlanta. Like, we got it all and we were inspired by it all. And I think, you know, like any creative process, when you have that much inspiration, you only create a beast in this whole market. So that's what I love about the talent from North Carolina. You can get some of anything from there. And it's, it's going to be different, but it's going to be dope. Black Equity listeners, I'm so excited about this episode. This is something I definitely want to make sure we're doing quarterly, where we take a step back and we look at the landscape of music. And so I wanted to bring on a special guest, someone that is an, entrenched in the culture and is constantly dealing with music uh, on their own platform. I want to bring on a friend, B Smiles, from The Sesh to have a conversation about what's going on in music uh, during this quarter of the year. And then maybe towards the end of the year, we can have on another uh, guest, or maybe B Smiles comes back on again, and we continue having this conversation around music and culture. So, without further ado, let's get to episode 176. Let's talk about the state of music. Black Equity listeners, I am excited about this episode. We are about to dive into one of my favorite topics, which everybody knows, which is music. I have a special guest here today. B Smiles, are you there? Yes, I am. What it do? Welcome to Black Equity. Finally, we have you on. Uh, yes. For those who don't know who you are, tell us a little bit about who you are, uh, the brand that you have, and uh, just, just a little bit about your background. For sure. So a lot of people know me as B or B Smiles, I'm Dominican and Peruvian. I'm an East Coast okay. native. Um, I hold a bachelor's of science degree in psychology and human development of family studies at the University of Rhode Dope. Island. Dope. Um, I'm also a writer for my WordPress, my WordPress blog called Life of Season X. 
which is how we met, by the way. Yes, it is. Shout outs to you. I, <laughs> I found your blog and I said, whoa, what is this? So t- tell us a little bit about that, that, that blog. So I actually just dropped something not too long ago. but So okay. check that out. But okay. um, I started my blog because I always like to write and it was a while since I started to do so. So um, I decided to live a little bit more life so I can get a little bit more stuff into my writing, a little bit more gems. And um, yeah, so I share that with the world. I talk about just life shit, travel shit. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, it's kind of like my stream of consciousness. Sometimes it's hella poetic and sometimes it's not, but okay, I do it for me. <laughs> dope, dope. And what about, what about the set? Tell us about the set. Yes. Yeah, so I'm also a creator and co-host of the sesh, um, a podcast that highlights cannabis culture and current events. We're currently live every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern time, exclusively on um, the Station Head app, which is a live streaming radio app. Um, our station is The Sesh with two H's 401. We're a 420 brand um, that balances the cannabis journey rooted in compassion, strength, and vulnerability. Uh, we're a collective of ladies, there's four of us, um, that examine just social frequencies and elevate perspective and want to get to the point where we're telling stories from our point of view um from not only um female but also any type of minority any type of person that's marginalized that has a connection to bud y'all are our tribe come find us come listen um and yeah we're slowly building and growing but see, you're being very modest because you also put out dope, dope playlists and dope, dope uh, curated music on the Station Head app. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so we have um, a couple of elements to our podcast. So part of our podcast experience is listening to uh, our curated playlists that have a mix of everything in it. We have um, the crew of ladies. We have Cape Verdeans. We have um, a Puerto Rican Dominican. We have a another Cape Verdean. Um, so we our our music uh, choices are very eclectic sometimes. Um, but part of the experience is listening to that while having a sesh with us um, and talk about some deeper things. What I loved about what you've done the last few weeks, you had one uh, one session that was dedicated to Missy Elliott, and then you had one session that was dedicated to Snoop Dogg. Can you tell me a little bit about those? Yes. So uh, music is something that actually kept us together. We were university friends. So um, we have a deep love for Missy and Uncle Snoop. So when we heard that, Uh, Missy was getting the Vanguard Award for the MTV Music Video Awards we were like listen we gotta take it back all the way back there's people that don't know about Missy don't know about her bangers and she just dropped Iconology so we were excited Missy's having a great year she's finally getting uh, her roses so to speak Right. right and Uncle Snoop Uncle Snoop if you're listening to this we would love to have a sesh with you (laughs) <laughs> Uncle Snoop is like, yes, we um we have a love for Uncle Snoop as well, and mm-hmm. 
for his music, which is interesting because we're East Coast Northern girls, but we connect with him. Right. We love we love his bounce. Everybody loves Snoop. Everybody <laughs> loves Snoop. Uh, so yeah, I thought that was really dope. And you know, we try to do our best over at Black Equity Network on Instagram to highlight all the great work that you guys are doing because um, I think you you and your crew are ahead of everyone else on the music tip. I think you have yeah. the pulse of what's going on. And I thought it would be very uh, eventful for us to come on today because there's, uh, to me, a monumental shift in the culture of music. Um, what we just had over the last three or four days at the time that we're recording this podcast is the dropping of Rhapsody's Eve Project. Now, before I get into the music and how you feel about it, because I know everybody's tuning in to, 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 to get our take on it, uh, let's talk about the rollout. Now, when we first spoke about even potentially having a conversation, uh, it was a few weeks ago, there was no date set. We had no idea when Rhapsody was going to drop. We knew it would be in August, but we didn't know the exact date. Since that time, what, what have you witnessed as far as the rollout of her project listen there has been so much amazing music that has dropped there's little brother there's missy elliott there's jadena there's faruco for all of my spanish peoples um there's been a lot of really interesting projects that have dropped which is amazing for the music lovers um and I think it's dope to show all of these different sides. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like there's all of this music that's just like, okay, here's a hit hit after hit after hit that are just like singles, but people that are putting out full projects and that they're actually worth the listen is fucking fantastic right now. So I'm in heaven. I agree. Uh, And as everybody was putting out music, everybody's jumping on to the breakfast club they're jumping on sway in the morning they're Mm -hmm. jumping on all these media outlets have you got a chance to catch any of these interviews even snoop dogg jumped on the breakfast club have you had a chance to check out any of these interviews and if if so which ones and what were your thoughts i caught a couple of snippets here and there because you know everybody loves to take one little thing and run with the context Mm -hmm. without context rather and um the only person that I was super interested about, to be honest, was Rap City because I knew she had just so much to get off for this right. album. Right. Um. So I don't know if you want to hop in right there. Yeah, or if yeah. Want to go in. what, into what, what were the interview? Well, what was what interview did you check out with Rap City so far? So I I checked out her Breakfast Club interview. Okay. What you think? And there? I think that. You know, first first of all, when you go up to the breakfast club, you already know what you're getting yourself into. Right. That's number one. Right. But number two, I like the way that she just kept it simple, kept it to the point. She gave her little gems, which I loved. Mm-hmm. She um, gave her connection to everything that she was doing in her project. I love that she is paying homage to all of these wonderful women she has it's like a huge when i listen to rap city she's just so poetic and i just take it as a huge ode to black women which i love right um and i love that she went into detail with certain certain um 
certain songs and why she did them. Like she talked about Oprah and how she wanted to be on how she wanted to put her on the album because you know she was the first black millionaire and she talks about Cleo from Set It Off which is like one of my favorite movies and I'm like yes this makes sense mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying um, now Charlamagne then... said Charlamagne said she's the best MC out now no matter what the gender is now before listening to this album because at the time that that interview dropped we didn't hear the album yet. So before we get into the album, do you think that is true? If not, who is the best? If so, why is Rhapsody the best? I know, I know. Take your time. I know. Let me just (laughs) marinate on that for a second. (laughs) Um, I think, you know, hip-hop is always about storytelling and Mm -hmm. keeping up with what's active in our environments and what's going on at the time and for her she's always been that way like this is not the first time that she's dropping a song about women or songs about women you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. like she's always her perspective and always her and she's always gotten bars so that's number one Okay. Is she the greatest of all time? Well, no, not all time. What what Charlamagne was saying is, as of today, oh, the, as of today, right, the, right, right. This school the right now, MC. she's the best MC, no matter what the gender is. So she, it sounds like Charlamagne has her slightly above Kendrick Lamar, Kendrick number two, and it sounds mm-hmm. like he has J Cole and the rest of the crew three, four, and five. Mm. Mm. So what do you what do you think? I have to say, I would say that Rap City is a good MC currently. Okay. Okay. Um, not only because I'm, I'll be real with you. I'm over hip hop that is talking about drugs. Yeah. I'm over hip hop that just has that trappy ass music in the background. That shit is just noise. Mm-hmm. Um, when I listen to stuff and when I want to get back into my hip hop, you know, flow ahead. I need to be listening to something that's substance. Can I relate to Kendrick all the time? No. Can I relate to J. Cole all the time? Most of the time because he's a storyteller, so he brings you into his world. Right. Um, I think Rhapsody, despite looking at gender, for me, she fulfills perspective. She fulfills... um, an accurate viewpoint of what's going on Mm. in the world currently. Um, And she got a flow. So her delivery for me hits all three. Mm. So, so what Charlamagne is saying, you're not necessarily disagreeing with you. You can see her being right up there with everyone else. Absolutely. Okay. Especially after this album. If people didn't know, they know now. Okay, so let's get into the album. W- what stood out with uh, to you? Uh, when you first turn it on, you get Nina, uh, the intro. Mm-hmm. What 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 were you thinking? What, what was going through your mind? Well, knowing that I was being nosy with all of her interviews and what she was doing, because I seen her on Rap Radar as well. Okay. And okay. Um, all of that, inter- or not Rap Radar. Is it Rap Radar? Uh, the one with DJ, uh, what's his face? Oh, oh, uh, you talking about Everyday Struggle? Everyday Struggle. Yeah, that was no. good. That was good. That was a good interview. 
DJ Academics, yeah. right? Yeah, him. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was amped because she was like talking about why she did some of these songs, and I'm like, all right, so what is this gonna sound like? Like, what's goody? And the whole thing about Nina Simone and her talking about um, how she related to her because it's an artist's duty to reflect the time Mm. made so much sense. She's out here, you know, that's the first song. She's reintroducing herself. She's bringing you into, like, why she's making music. Um, And she's talking about, you know what I'm saying, like, that legacy. So Mm -hmm. Nina Simone is a great motherfucking start. Mm. So you like that? You like that song? I did. I did. It passed the, the, the ear test. It did. It did. It caught me off guard, though. Okay. The beat caught me off guard in the beginning, but I'm like, all right, I can follow. Because, you know, this shit dropped at midnight. You know what I'm saying? Right, so... right, right, right. <laughs> so getting your ears adjusted to certain beats is kind of crazy, but I was rocking with it. When I first heard it, I, the first thought that came to my mind, because, you know, it had that, um, you know, Kanye had that same type of sample with the blood on the leaves type of mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking to myself, uh, why are we going down? Like, I've already, <laughs> I kind of already heard this before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then that was like the first 10 seconds. And I said, oh, okay, well, no, it's not quite what I've heard before. But literally the first thing I thought was, I hope we're not about to, you know, just remix stuff that we've already heard. And then mm-hmm. that, that wasn't the case. And I, I, I love uh i think there was a bar i believe this is the same song where she talks about um y'all can spit hot bars i spit oh i forget what the what the line was uh hot metal fences or something and i said she <laughs> she killing it uh i really enjoyed i really enjoyed nina mm-hmm. and then i got the cleo listen cleo she took shots and now, obviously, Cleo is what set it off, right? Yeah, she's she Queen Latifah's shots. character. Yep, exactly. So she takes shots at uh, B Dot in this song. She takes shots at uh, B Dot of Rap Radar because you know Charlemagne and B Dot were talking last year about you know who were some of the best MCs, and mm-hmm. Charlemagne says, uh, "I think hands down the best MC is Rhapsody." And B Dot says, you know, he basically dismissed it and says she's not even in the top five or whatever it was. So Oof. I think she took that very personal and she's been going out in all these different interviews. I also caught her on the Genius interview as well, where mm. she's like, yo, look, you're not going to disrespect my name like that. But what did you feel about Cleo? I think it's dope because Cleo, she's in Set It Off, she's hella. She's about it, you know what I'm saying? Like she right. died for what she believed in. She said, "Fuck all these cops," you know what I'm saying? Right. And um, Rap City got the clip going in the hook, you know what I'm saying? So, did she go hard enough? I think she went enough to make a statement without getting too messy. I wanted her to get messy though. <laughs> messy. It's not her Damn style. it! It's time. It's not her style. It's not her style. She might be messy in person and say whatever to you in person, but she gonna keep it cute. She gonna keep it classy. But she had to say something, so I feel her. 
let's talk about Cleo for a second. For those who haven't seen Set It Off, I don't know how you listen to Black Equity and you you haven't seen Set It Off, but when Cleo dies in this movie, oh my gangster as fuck, gangster, but so sad. Like it was so. But listen how gangster this is. She is in her whip. She puts the hydraulics on. She smokes a goddamn cigarette. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? True. She, she's surrounded by police and she says, fuck it. She gets out her car. She starts shooting. She gets shot up. Boom. And and see. And see. What, what you what you were describing to me is a very messy way to go out. So what mm-hmm. I wanted Eve to do, or not Eve, but Rhapsody <laughs> to do on Eve, is get messy. <laughs> because, see, here's what I think, and we'll get into this a little bit more. I heard in these interviews, she keeps bigging up Cardi. She's like, yeah, Cardi's been bigging me up. Cardi's been bigging me up. And then they keep asking her, well, what if somebody comes at you? She said, all they got to do is say my name, and I'm ready. And I'm right. like, well, who is she talking to? Like, who... Who in the game is on that level to go after her? There's only one name. Her Who would name, you say? It, it's Nicki Minaj. <clears throat> if, if, if we're going to have a clash of the titans of, of two people that, that say they write their own music and that they're ready for war and they're ready at any time, it would be those two. It's not going to be Cardi. Cardi don't write. It's going <laughs> to come down to Nicki and it's going to come down to Rhapsody. What are we waiting oh, on? God. Let's get to war. <laughs> but why, though? You don't got to pin women together. And I think uh, I don't. against each I other. Agree. I agree. But this is hip-hop. And also what Rhapsody said is she'll take on men, too. This ain't just a, about a woman thing. Facts. She, she's talking her shit. She said that from the very beginning. She's never wanted to be boxed in. She's not just a female rapper. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And, and I fucks with that. I, I agree. I agree. So then we, we, we switch the vibe a little bit from, from a Cleo, and then we go to a Leah. Yeah. And so what did you think about that track? So I loved it. I loved the ode to Aaliyah. Like I said, I look at this all as like odes, to be honest. Okay. Okay. But um, Rap City has always, you know what I'm saying, um, has talked about being a tomboy, like period. And yeah. it's important to see all of these different sides of femininity because it's not singular. Um, and one of the main ways that people can obviously do that is through dressing a certain way. Or if you wear too many sneakers, you're automatically a tomboy. Or mm-hmm. if you don't wear enough heels or enough makeup, you're automatically a tomboy. Or if you're not girly enough or whatever that means or sexy mm-hmm. enough you know what I'm saying you're not grabbing attention and I like that that she's showing all of these different pieces and she's going in about all of these different things and she's tying it all to Aaliyah who is like the queen of wearing two tops with baggy pants you know what I'm saying and right right I think it's dope to show all of these different sides because a woman is not just one thing. Right. 
Hey, what up, what up, DJ? You already know we had to slide through and show love to the Black Equity Podcast. Ladies, say what's up. What's up? What's hey. up? Yes, hey, hey, hey. So make sure you definitely tune in on Station Head at the Sesh, double H, 41 at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Wednesdays. Make sure you check us out on Instagram and Twitter at the Sesh 401. And you can also catch us on our website at www.thesesh2hs.com. You can catch our podcast episodes and our playlist on their slash frequencies. Because you already know who it is. It's your girl B. It's your girl Kalo. K-Marie. And Lynn. Welcome to the Sesh. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a dope song. I think um, what I really like is I'm going through the album. It's finally a lot of people are getting, not necessarily they're just due, but they're finally getting the proper highlight from the from a credible source. Mm-hmm. And so, a lot of times, you know, you see it as oh, I see this as not just this album, but everything. I see it as documenting history, true story. And and so, I want the right person documenting me. Like if I'm. If I'm going to go down in history, I'd rather have Rhapsody documented than somebody else. I'm just being, you know, Facts. just being honest. And so, and so if Rhapsody is documenting my history and I'm looking at even in the next song, like Oprah, which I mm-hmm. thought was a brilliant song. Mm. Because it really has nothing to do with Oprah. I mean, it does. It I mean, don't. It's, it's all about that money. Exactly. <laughs> And so, I, I, like a song like Oprah, and I'll be honest with you, this uh, Lakella Forty Seven, like, uh, yeah, I never heard of her, but she was going in. I thought that was Tink at first. Like, Me too. It, oh my god! I, I, I heard. I said, "Is that Tink?" I said, "Where Tink come from?" Yo. And then it was, you know, this person. I said, "Okay." And I saw she has a project on Title Two, so I'm gonna have to check out. You know yeah. who she is. Yeah, she uh, Rap City um, mentioned her briefly. I don't know okay. if it was I, I don't know if it was on Twitter or if it was in one of her interviews because I've just been trying to catch up with her and see what she's doing. But um, she mentioned that she had a couple of albums that were like um, titled like Ah, oh, damn it. What was it? I'm having a brain fart. She she said she you mean like a couple of other songs that she has? Nah, she has like an oh. album that's like something about like nail sets and like it's like hair um oh. hair styles, I think it was, like hair textures, something like that. It was like on some like Ari Lennox tip of like having huh. songs like being like 4C and like all this other stuff, but it was like a whole vibe. Oh, I'm like, damn. Uh, you're talking about LaKella 47? Yeah, she was so talking about... So she has about... one, one that's called Wash and Set. Yep, there we she go. one that's called Acrylic. <laughs> yes, there we go. Yeah, I knew yeah, it had so... something to do with hair and nails. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, she's definitely... She has like a, her her own little like uh, brand, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So this I was cool. ex- I was excited because you already know a washing set, you already know acrylics, right. you already know like that's straight culture right there. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so exactly. I, 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 it was dope to have her on as a feature because I didn't hear anything from her before. So and she's spitting. So I was like, all right, go ahead. Oh, yeah, she came through. I, I when I heard her jump on the track, I said, I don't know, Rhapsody. If you had let her spit another 30 seconds, 
She might have washed you on this damn song. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I don't know. You might have you might have might have pushed it on this one, but it was a dope feature. Shorty took took the opportunity and ran with it, and that's what's up. She stepped up to the plate. So she definitely did. I was I'm rocking with Oprah. <laughs> yeah, Oprah's dope. And and so then we moved to Whoopi. Now this is the song that Rhapsody's been running around saying, "Hey, I wish I would have got Cardi B on this." Uh, mm. Before I get into that, what did you what did you think of Whoopi? First of all, the fact that she named it Whoopi was fucking hilarious to me because I'm like, yo, people be forgetting about Whoopi. Like, she hasn't been out here talking her shit since she's been out. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. And, you know, Whoopi's also in the marijuana industry. So you already know. We got mad I love didn't know for that. Whoopi. Tell me more here. about that. Yeah, so she she makes um a lot of alleviating products for, like, menstrual cycles and stuff. So she has, like, oh, okay. ointments. She has, like, I think she has also, like, gummy and stuff but she has like teas and stuff all this kind of stuff she partnered with another shorty and they have like a whole brand and it's dope as fuck but you can only find it in cali of course so (laughs) um but yeah but but the song the song was was lit i was like okay you talking your shit go ahead go ahead yeah i think she i'll be honest with you i think she was more cleo on whoopee then on Cleo. Then on Cleo. Because <laughs> she was ready to, she was talking about acting up and all the other stuff. And so the fact that she was, so she's going around on Breakfast Club and all these other places. And she's like, yeah, I want to get Cardi on there. And now everybody's pushing for a Cardi remix with Whoopi. Do you think that would be a, a, a good collab? It might could be. You know what I'm okay. saying? I I okay. would I would, it would be really interesting to see Cardi's perspective on something like this. To see like where she takes it. Yeah. Will she step and rise to the occasion? We shall see. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I guess we'll, we'll we'll put a a pin right there just in case uh, okay. Cardi does step in there. Uh, you know what I've been hearing is that Rhapsody does have a second project coming. This yes. Is what, this is what I'm hearing because she's made so many. Yeah, she's songs. She, she says she she says she recorded like over forty tracks for this. Exactly. And so. Yep. I, I caught something she said. She was on uh, Genius, and she was talking to, I can't remember his, his full name, Mark something. Mm-hmm. And um, she was saying, yeah, I'll be back. You know you know why I'll be back. And I caught it, and they were catching eyes at each other. Mm-hmm. And so I got a feeling, I don't know when, but I have a feeling she's going to drop a second version. Not version, but a second part to Eve or maybe it'll be called something else but I feel like it, it'll be the same concept because she has the other 20 songs ready to go okay seriously that would be dope as fuck I love me some rap city so I'm here for it now the next song next couple songs uh, Serena and Tyra uh, I really like Serena the listen Serena at, just got added to my workout so yeah, exactly, exactly what I was gonna say. That is, I, I took a walk, and I said, "Yo, this is, this is a, this is a workout song right here." Yes, I went on a, I went on a nice little jog with my dog to this song because I was like, "This." First of all, the sample, Uncle Luke's, mm-hmm. "Don't Stop, Do the Brown," number right. one, <laughs> number one. Um, and then everything that she's talking about about Serena is fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Because tennis, we already know, is a white-ass sport. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Serena is still dealing with nonsense. It feels like every single, like every other match that she's ever had has always boiled down to some stupid shit that people are doing, even when she's winning. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, like, right. she is still consistently winning and people still don't want to have it. Like, she is great. She is one of the greatest of our time. And so is her sister at freaking tennis. And people just need to get motherfucking over it. But what I love is the descriptions of her beauty, of her, mm. of her grind, of her craft. Mm. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Because yeah. it, it was just so fucking beautiful. I love that fucking song, y'all. I really do. And then I then we we switch from that from the beauty there to go to Tyra to talk about even more beauty. Uh, yeah. Tyra, to me, I think she was the first. Uh, black supermodel, if I'm not mistaken. Um, if I, she if I have, if I, was she, she wasn't, first? she wasn't the first. I oh, think. Okay. Um, she wasn't the first. I okay. think her name was Iman. Okay. Well, don't they have a song called Iman on later on in the? I think so, but I don't person? know if I don't know if that's the same Iman because okay. I've been okay. trying to well, I've been trying to figure it out. But Tyra is dope in what she did because obviously she had like America's Next Top Model. I don't know if that's still going on or not. However, um, when she first started, like Tyra always gave shine to women of color, whether they were dark skinned, whether they were light skinned, whether they were plus size, whether they were skinny minis, like everything, everything in between. And Tyra always talks about self-love. You know what I mean? Above everything mm. else, above like being super superficial in this like modeling world and in all of these industries, like you need to be sure of yourself and you need to be recognizing that you're a beautiful black woman no matter what, even if you got a big ass forehead like she do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's all two facts. big foreheads over here. But um yeah, I love it. And she's, you know, made her own lane. She's a businesswoman. She, like, went to the Harvard Business School. And mm-hmm. she's she's out here killing it. She still look good for 50-something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So Yeah. Yeah. Tyra, Tyra was always, uh, you know, every guy's dream to be with Tyra Banks. Okay. And I remember <laughs> her being in the um, Little Penny commercials. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, Little Penny was saying, you know, that's Tyra Banks full. You know that that just I, those iconic moments of culture become ingrained into you if you're paying any attention to, to culture. Those mm-hmm. p- become part of your life, and so Tyra will always be, no matter what happens. Y'all can try to say whatever you want to, but Tyra will always be a fixture in the culture. It's just the way it's going to be. Facts. Yeah. And so then we move on to Maya. Now, for those who haven't listened, is this Maya Angelou? Is that where she's going with this? Yes. Okay. Tell me more about what you felt about that song. So, you know, uh, when the cage bird sings, mm-hmm. this is like her whole, um, what you call it, like her whole viewpoint from that piece yeah. of writing. Um and it's so important because, like, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, you're shackled to chains. But it's like, nah, like, what, as you get older, you continue to adult. Like, we are the ones that usually keep ourselves from a lot of things. Yeah. And sometimes society makes us feel that, 
you have to be trapped in a hood and you can't go anywhere but it's so much more than that like you have wings like you can fly as far as you want you know what i'm saying like you just got to open up the cage so some deep stuff you know what i'm saying so like you know just on the other side of being free from that cage is that meditation of freedom so i rocked with this so hard because i love maya angelo you know what i'm saying she's Mm -hmm. she's um Oh my gosh. And Layla's Wisdom, she has a song called Sassy that mm-hmm. uses um one of her other pieces in her songs. So I rock with it. I rock with it. You know what I got from that song is I got the the vibes of to Pippa uh, a butterfly. I, yeah, I got huh? that that that, that, that feeling of hey, you know, sometimes it's them and then sometimes it's yourself. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes it's a mixture of both, but either way, you're still going. You you still gotta figure out this ish on your own and figure out well, how am I going to emerge as the vic- as a victor, you know, as someone with victory. And mm-hmm. so that's kind of the 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 feeling I got from that when I listened to it. I listened to this album. This is I'm on the third time now, so I'm Facts. really. I'm really diving into the, the deepness uh, that she's given to us. Now, I can't, I don't know the, how to say the next the next song title. Oh, I don't. Ibitahad e- e- or something like that. E- uh, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. <laughs> now, that, now, this is how they rolled out the album. They rolled out the oh. album te- technically with this song, but before that, they did a song that we'll talk about later with J. Cole. But yep. so this is how they did the single. Was this yeah. the right single from listening to this project? Was this the right single to to, to start with? I think it's a great choice, to be honest. Okay. Why? Because people haven't heard of and from D'Angelo in ages. That's number one. That's facts. Jizza came out not only on his own for her to use his own sample, but also get a quick verse from a legend. Mm-hmm. I agree. Not only that, the music video that she dropped for this was right on cue with the times. And this is why I say this. She is out here humanizing women who wear hijabs, which is super crucial for the culture. That's number one. Mm -hmm. And number two, she's bringing attention to what's going on in Sudan. Mm Mm-hmm. On top of the fact that she got Bucket Hat Mary to come through <laughs> for this video. <laughs> she did. She did pull Mary out the hat. And Roxanne. And that was my last point. She oh, was out bad. here shining in the music video. Right. So she really was. Not only do you have culture of hip hop, but you have the current state of what is going on during our times which is and will go down as history of what's going on but yeah, also bringing oh. bring and merging that together to these dope ass women that are wearing hijabs that are freaking fly as fuck mm-hmm. yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying Like you're right about that I can't say the things I want to say they definitely fly they yeah. definitely fly and <laughs> you know then, what I'm saying and mm-hmm. then the song being about, you know, uh, the black fencer, 
uh, who won, I believe, the silver in the Olympics. Yeah. Uh, that that the song itself, the the name of it, then gives you game. So it's game on top of game on top of game. It's a lot of wisdom layers. Yes, super layers. Because she was also the fencer that wore a hijab while fencing. The mm. first, the first one at I the see. Olympics. At that, I see. I see. You know what I'm saying? So I, we got we got layers to that, and I like that. I'm all about substance and depth. So as a music fan, I love when shit is like that. <laughs> I thought it was a dope. I don't know if it should have been the first single or not the first single, but what I love about this song is I'm a huge Jizza fan. Yes, I'm a huge Liquid Swords fan, and to hear Jizza on the beat again, and I believe <laughs> uh, Rap City said that this was done by Ninth Wonder. To hear. Yes. Ninth Wonder and Jizza. Oh, Ninth and Jizza need to do an album. They just need to do a whole freaking project together. I don't know what Jizza been doing, but he just needs to come off tour for a little bit for about two months. He is listen, he's around enough to make a quick verse for Rhapsody, so he need to be around. I just need about you know six, seven joints <laughs> with Ninth Wonder. A quickie peek. That's it. Yeah. But yes, you know, we'll, we'll see. Hopefully, if I keep speaking it up, it'll, it'll happen. But I thought it was really dope. Right. I thought it was really. I thought. I thought the rollout for this project was on par, not on par, but I thought it was on target for her brand. Exactly. And so that's why. Go ahead. That's why. That's exactly why. Um, that song makes yeah. sense. Would you have put another song that I probably would have rolled out as well would have been that um that Queen Latifah feature. That's one of my favorite songs on the album. I, I, I think uh how do we how do we pronounce it? Hash hash I've heard her say this a couple times and I still can't even say it myself. Now, it's a tongue twister. Now that was supposed to be one of the first queens in <laughs> in Egypt or something like that, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, well, I, I think I think you keep that as a gem on the album for mm-hmm. for the real listeners. Uh, but yeah, you definitely could have went with it. I mean, honestly, I don't know. Any one of these songs. Yeah, I mean, even the Sojourner song with J. Cole, they dropped that early and put that on the... Um, Oh, uh, what's the name of that movie? Creed Two soundtrack, I believe. No, no, no. It wasn't on Creed. It was on the uh, the the various artists. It was a compilation with John Miller Records, and they had um, a whole bunch of different people uh, on there. Well, I can't remember if it was on Creed Two. I think it was, but either way, mm. that could have been your rollout. Uh, it could have been what the you know what's crazy is that the the that Sojourner track. I was dumb late too. Mm-hmm. I remember you Let telling me. me. I remember you telling me that I missed. <laughs> I missed that shit real quick. That shit flew right under my radar. I was like, "Whoa, whoa!" But then whoa. that was good and for you. Granted. Then that means by the time you heard it, it literally the album's coming out, and so it, it just added even more reason to love it. Right. I was wondering why that didn't get, or maybe it was just me not paying attention. But I didn't really hear about that song at all. 
yeah, being pushed. It was on. It was either on a soundtrack or it was on a compilation album as a way to let everybody know, hey, I'm coming. And this was, Word. I don't know, three, four months ago. So, I mean, she's had this in the tuck for a while. Um, now, what what I've been hearing on Breakfast Club and other places is who had the better verse? Was it Rhapsody or was it J. Cole? So, let us know, Be Smiles, who wins on that verse or on this song? I'm not gonna lie to you j cole Uh definitely pulled at my heartstrings in a different way on that track that i've heard um that i've been able to connect with him a little bit more with right because of his perspective um as just a male as what he was talking about um but yeah, that was a toughie, but as far as, like, feeling, because that's the other piece of it, like, yeah, I can bang with your verse, yeah, I can say it all day just because it's fun to rap, but are you making me feel something? Mm. And in that specific song, J. Cole made me feel something. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, so it sounds like he has a slight edge on that particular song for you. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. Mm-hmm. So then let's get to the last song. And for those who are listening, like, hey, you missed a couple songs. Y'all got to go listen to it for yourself. Okay, go jump in. Hell yeah. But what about the last song? And can we talk real, go ahead. real quick before we get into the okay. last song? Raina's interlude, oh, though, that spoken word. That thing floating wow. around Twitter because somebody did a video on it and I had tweeted about it. But yeah, go ahead. What are, you, what are your thoughts? Raina's interlude. It's fucking amazing. It's right on time because I feel like that is what the culture needs to hear. It needs to, you know, people need to hear about beautiful black bodies. People need to hear that positivity and that strength. People need to hear about how amazing our women are because everything that's going on in the world right now is the complete opposite. Mm. People can care less about humanizing people that are different than them. I agree. And her spoken word, I can listen to literally every fucking morning because not only her voice and her tone is amazing throughout the album, but everything that she is talking about is right on cue. That was just part one of a two-part series. We're going to have more with B-Smiles on the next episode tomorrow. I want you to come back. I want you to listen to uh, the final grade that B-Smiles and I give to Rhapsody's Eve album. Also, we're going to talk about our top MCs of all time. And we're even going to get into some of the other projects that we both enjoyed so far this summer. So make sure you come back tomorrow and we'll continue this conversation here on Black Equity. Thank you for listening.